all of these things will help you guys preserve and it also helps to provide fantastic housing yeah you're serving a population that needs the property right so everybody's winning welcome to the get real podcast your high octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal business and investing success with your host ron phillips because somebody's got to tell it like it is Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Phillips, here with co-host Heather Marchant back home. Woohoo! Man, you just left and went away for two months in an RV, traveled all around the country. It was awesome. Yeah, super awesome. Finished at the Grand Canyon and some mountain biking up in the southern Colorado hills. It was amazing. Totally amazing. What a fun trip. <laughs> but I know that you were glad to be back in your bed last night. So, so much. <laughs> well, listen, we've been doing this series. I'm not sure even what what episode of the series we're on at this point. Mm, but five or been, six, I think. We're doing this one live, which is cool. And this one's on. Uh, we're going to do this one on managers. Before we get into the uh, to this episode of the series, get real podcast. You can find us at getrealestatesuccess.com. Look us up, subscribe. If you like it, well, hit the like button. Give us an honest review, written review. We'd love that. And anyway, let's jump into this episode because we've got, we've got a few more yet that we've got to get to. And this one's going to be awesome because it's one of the things that people have so many questions about when they, when yes. they buy a rental property. Super helpful. And it's, you know, something a lot of people can benefit from if you own rental property already, you know, some little tips and tricks of the trade, I guess, some things you maybe not thought of before. And we've shared some of them here on the on some episodes previously, too. So yeah, and we say managing your manager, we really don't mean managing your manager. <laughs> because the number one rule here I think the most important thing that we can say overarching everything we're going to talk about today is be kind to your mm -hmm. property manager. We've said it before. We've talked about this before, but since we're doing this series, I think it's important that we talk about it again. So let's get into this. What does a property manager do mm. for you? Man, they do a lot of stuff. They so find much. Tenant, they find your tenant. They make sure that they've got systems set up to collect rent easily. And we'll talk about a couple of hacks on that too, depending on what they're doing. I mean, we're in the 21st century now, so collecting rent shouldn't be done via cash or check anymore. Yep. Uh, just so, spoiler alert, shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> so much easier doing it electronically, yeah. They also take all the phone calls, which is one of the things that people, you know, quote, hate about being a landlord is, I don't want to take all these phone calls, you, you know, but they take all the phone calls. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, they direct all of the work on the property. So, I mean, Heather, if something breaks at one of your properties, you get like a phone call. I guess if, if it's a big deal, you get a phone call, right? Mm -hmm. it's a little deal, you don't even get a phone call. They just fix it. Yep. I mean, I had, I had a roof that needed to be replaced on one of my properties. I reached out to the property manager and I said, do you want me to call and get bids? I know you guys are really busy right now. And let me know what if I can help. And then it was, hey, Heather, we have someone going out to look at it tomorrow. Hey, Heather, here's the bid. Send half up front. And well, I said, how about I just send all of it? Because the bid was great. And I said, go ahead and replace the roof. And then they sent me a photo 
here's the finished roof. And I was like, great. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And they should have crews that can save you money like that, right? Yep. In addition to that, they, they should be inspecting your property and they should be, you know, and they collect your rent, they pay the, the bills and the expenses on the, on the property. And then they should be giving you a statement, which you can give to your accountant, right? Yep. Um, Good old statement at the end of the year. And you have annual statements, you have monthly statements. So you have tracking. I have clients who ask, well, what software do I need to buy to track all these, you know, income and expenses for my property? And I'm like, well, I don't think you really need to, unless you have several properties. If it's just one, two, three properties, they have all the statements for you. So you don't feel like it's really necessary at that level. So. Yeah. So let's talk about what the responsibility of the owner is, because that's important. I think a lot of people who buy property somehow jump over this step and like, it's all the responsibility of the property mm -hmm. management company. Well, it's, it's really not. This is more of a business that has some passive elements to it than a passive investment, right? There, there, you actually have to do some things. One of them, which we joke about sometimes on this show is that you have to check your, you have to check your bank account. Like yeah. there's, a, there's a level of asset management here that you, you have to do. You have to make sure the money comes in. Yeah. It's your responsibility to make sure the money comes in. And while I have, I have some pretty horrific horror stories, I guess, about not checking the bank account. Most of them have been properties owned inside of a retirement account, but we're, we're talking months. I have had one client that didn't check statements for an entire year. And it, I mean, catastrophic <laughs> when you don't know what is happening with your asset you own. So the other piece of this is that if your property, it's not mm -hmm. their property. So the decisions that have to be made on the property have to be made by you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like your roof example, I mean, they can't just replace your roof. <laughs> yeah. They can tell you that it's leaking. They can tell you that you may need to replace your roof, but they can't replace it unless you tell them that it's okay. So you yeah. have to make those strategic decisions just like you did on your property. And that's really, really important. Like, what is it that we're going to do when we turn the property? How much work are we going to do? Anything that has to do with your property, really, it's your deal. Yeah. Unless it's a safety issue. If it's a safety issue, then they have to do by law, they have to fix it. And then they're going to send you the bill. Right. But you make all of those calls. That's all your stuff. In addition yeah, to that, we talk about tenants, right? Yeah. I was going to say every property manager in their management agreement has an amount in there that they don't have to call you. So if like there's a leaking faucet or something like that, they'll go out and fix it without notifying you. And some owners want that to be, you know, a thousand dollar allotment that the property manager has to spend the money without asking the owner. And sometimes that can be as low as, you know, $200. So you can set those preferences with your property manager. Sorry, Ron, go ahead. I interrupted your chain of thought. Oh, no, no, that's perfect. <laughs> it's exactly what we're talking about. Those are the things that you need to be engaged in. Those are the things you need to be thinking about and doing, right? Mm -hmm. But you also get to make some decisions about tenants, mm -hmm. pets, credit, you know, things like that. A lot of times the management companies, well, they, they already have their, you know, set way that they do things. That doesn't mean that you can't change it. You know, while we're at it, let's talk a little bit about pet. That's a big <laughs> one. We hear people like, well, I, I don't want any, I don't want any pets in my house. <laughs> You know, yep. that's great and everything, but do you know how many people have own, own pets? I mean, just take a look around. How many mm -hmm. of them like, have goggles and they're sitting in the seat in the convertible, like, <laughs> like, like their kid or their husband or something else, right? Pets are a big deal to people. 
Mm -hmm. Most of our property managers will say, hey, if you're not going to allow pets, you can expect a longer vacancy period. Because Way we, longer. Yeah. You basically eliminated 50% of your potential rental pool. Mm -hmm. And you, But you can determine what size of pet. So in my rentals, I typically sure. don't have pets over 25 pounds. I typically don't have destructive, like destructive breeds that are notorious for being destructive to properties. So I already limit that. So what are you because saying? You, you tell, have one? Because you can tell which breeds are destructive, right? Look, it's, here's the thing. <laughs> if it's an animal, it, it, it is destructive. I mean, animals are meant, I know I'm going to offend a bunch of people like, that love having animals. Look, I own a dog. The dog is inside. But you just got to understand that it's a dog. It's a cat. It's a whatever. They're meant to be outside. And when you bring them inside, then you, there's going to be some damage, right? That's why we have other remedies for that, like pet deposits. I was just going to add that on one of my rentals, property manager had their criteria, but they reached out to me because they said, hey, we have a veterinarian who has three pets. And I just replaced all the carpet in the house. And it, I think was it was cats and dogs. I can't remember what the ratio cats of which dogs was, living but. together. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, well, he's a veterinarian. He's got to know how to take care of the pets. But I was like, yeah, no. So I declined that tenant and I declined another tenant for pets as well. It was how many pets there were for that small space. But I had, I only had to wait a couple of weeks to get another tenant. Right. So it was kind of a risk I was willing to take. Like normal pet ownership is okay. But if you're cat lady and you have 15, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out on, I'm out on that deal. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we flogged the whole pet thing probably <laughs> to death, but it is your choice. You can do whatever you want. Just understand that if you say no pets, you are, yeah, you're, you're really messing up. I think because you're eliminating 50% of your pool. Yeah. Um, and you can have a non-refundable pet deposit and you can charge a little bit more for rent sometimes like every month, $25 yeah, more a month or something. Almost every time, unless you're in yeah. a, in a market that doesn't have very many, which right now I, I don't know any market doesn't have very many tenants. The tenant pool right now is, is really good. The other thing you got to do is you got to respond when the property management company reaches out. This is another big one that we see people screw up with. I have no idea why you wouldn't, respond to your property management company. But if they need something from you, like, hey, your roof is leaking, Heather, and you need to replace it, you need to respond to that. Mm -hmm. You can't just let them sit there and not know what to do with your property. Yeah. It's, that's like a no-brainer. Sometimes we have to explain that. So anyway, if you're too busy to respond, you need to hire someone else who's not too busy to respond. We, we actually have some clients who do that. They own a lot of property and they've hired somebody. I actually did on my properties. I hired an asset manager and works really well for me, but you have to have enough properties that it makes sense to pay somebody to do that. Anyway, you, you need to have open communication with your property management company. So really, when you think about it, Heather, there's not very many responsibilities you have as an owner. No, Mainly. but the property manager, if you, this is one, one way to think of it, all the horror stories you've heard about owning rental property, the property manager really handles all the hor horror story related stuff. <laughs> And they handle them. Like most of the horror stories that I've heard from people, including my dad, who owned a rental property for a very short amount of time back in the day. My mm. brother and I thought that was really cool, by the way. We, we thought that was really cool. <laughs> it was a train wreck. He mm. rented it to college kids. He didn't know what he was doing. They tore the place up. They had crazy parties there. And ultimately, he sold it. And it was a bad experience for him. So if you don't want that to happen, you need to hire people who already know what they're doing. The, the mm -hmm. professionals. The reason that Heather's saying that all these things 
are kind of mitigated. They don't all go away. If a college kid wants to tear your property up, they're going to tear your property up. But hopefully yep. you've got mom and dad on the hook to pay for it, which my dad yeah. did. Right. So, and those are things that the property management company should help you do the right yeah. way up front. Let's talk about now kind of some responsibilities of the management company and what to do if things go awry. What if you don't get your rent? I mean, that's usually a typical question I get like, hey, Heather, it's the 10th or 15th of the month and I haven't received rent. And they're reaching out to me and I say, well, did you ask the property manager? What I do is I get really pissed. <laughs> I get really pissed off and I sell all my properties because the <laughs> thing isn't working, right? That's what that's what that's a rational answer. human being would do. Yeah, that's yeah. the answer. No, I mean, it could be something, and especially if it's the first month. If it's the first month of you owning your brand new rental property, mm -hmm. man, this could be anything. It could be anything. They could have sent the rent back to the other owner. If you got a brand new tenant in place, they could have had the wrong place they were sending the rent. They could have had a typo in the account and routing number. It could be any number of things that went wrong. Mm -hmm. But how would you fix that? If So if, you're, if you own a rental property, how would you fix that? So you'd reach out to the property manager first. What a say, great idea. What happened? And I've talked to our property managers and most of them prefer email communication because one of them specifically said, Heather, if someone calls me, then I have to make a note somewhere and track my notes versus if I have an email, then I can track that. And I can say, oh, they reached out yesterday and asked for their rent. I replied and said this. Mm -hmm. So she's one of our best property managers. And that was That's one of her tips, I guess, for our clients. Sometimes you don't get your rent because they didn't pay rent. That happens. They could have paid late. So that does happen for sure. Okay, good. So anyway, they may have just not paid. In yeah. which case, you, you've got a couple of things that you need to do. You need to communicate with your property management company. You need to figure out what their game plan is for non-payment of rent, which mm -hmm. let me just tell you what it should be, in my humble opinion. It should be you file for eviction as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. It should be you post notice the minute that the state laws will allow you to do it, and you file the minute that the state law allows you to, mm -hmm. which is going to cost you some money. But there's a couple of reasons that I suggest that you do this. Number one reason is that your tenant needs to know that you're serious about them paying your rent, mm -hmm. right? People who are having a problem, I have been there, okay? So I'm not saying something. It's like insensitive or something, yeah. The statistics are that 83% pay before they're evicted as well, right? So they're going to want to pay. And when you tell them you're serious, this isn't gonna be a habitual problem that you continue to not pay over and over and over again, right? So that's super important too, to set expectations. So a couple other tips that we have is never to give out your personal contact information to clients. I've had clients go and tour their property and meet their tenants and then give them their phone number. Do not do that. Never do that. That is a train wreck. So <laughs> you do not want to have um, a tenant calling you that's the whole reason you hired a property manager. I got, I heard that wrong. So you're good. back. Okay, good. So yeah. And you just want to make sure that people understand, look, I've got all, I've got this ream of bills. Which one's the most important for me to pay? It's the rent. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because the credit card companies actually, they'll, they'll call incessantly, but they're not the most important bill. The most important bill is the roof over your head. Secondarily to that is probably the car that gets you to your job, mm -hmm. right? So we just need people to understand what the most important things are to pay. What else? What do I do if 
the property isn't renting. So what we've done, what do I do if, if I don't get my, my rent? Now, what do I do if I evicted somebody and property's not renting? Yeah. I mean, one, I have clients call me with this and I usually refer them back to their property manager at the very beginning because the property manager usually has ideas of what to do, right? They'll say, mm -hmm. hey, you know, there's this many houses on the market that are in this price range and this many be bedrooms and bathrooms that are similar to yours. So maybe for the next two weeks, we need to be a little more competitive. Here's a couple of ideas, right? So some incentives, yeah. things like that. And then just be flexible and be creative with them. If you have mm -hmm. ideas, tell them what the ideas are. Let them know, hey, look, I'm I'm open and flexible, ready to be creative with this deal. You know, ask them if it's priced wrong. Ask them, you know, to run through the math. And here's a really simple, we've talked about this before as well, but this is all math and there should be no emotion involved in this. This should be a math problem. Everybody, yeah. this is like middle school math. This is yeah. not that big of a deal. Yep. But if your rent is $1,000 a month, Every month that it's vacant is a $90 rent decrease. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense, everybody? So if I sit for 30 days, I've lost $1,000. If I, if I divide 1,000 by 12, it's right around $90. Mm -hmm. So if I can rent it for $50 less than $1,000 a month, but I can rent it today, and I don't have a 30-day vacancy, I'm money ahead. Yep. Right? So you need to make sure that you're not stepping over dollar bills to pick up nickels. No, I, I have to have $1,000 a month. Okay, well, you're going to get $1,000 a month. It's going to take you 60 days. You just lost $180. You just lost mm -hmm. two, you just lost 180 bucks. You yeah. would have been money ahead to take the 950 rent now rather than wait 60 days to get your 1000 Does that make sense to everybody? I hope so. So don't get lost in you know, the emotional roller coaster of, oh my gosh, I have a vacancy. And I think another thing that's really helpful too, is if it's not renting, I would ask the property manager if they can do a walkthrough, like maybe, or get feedback from the tenants that came through and didn't, weren't interested. Why weren't they interested? And if they say it's really dirty in I've the had, property. <laughs> I've yeah. had so many properties like that. What I got, we got feedback. What the feedback? Well, the feedback was, it was dirty. Yeah. Is it dirty? Well, I, we'll send somebody out. They send somebody out and is like, yeah, it was dirty. Yeah. Okay, well, I paid a cleaning fee. So yeah. send whoever the cleaning fee was back out there and have them actually do the job. And then don't ever put my property on the market again until it's clean. Because mm -hmm. nobody's going to rent a, a dirty property. And that's yep. so simple. It's such an easy thing to fix. Just be engaged with your management company when you have a, a vacancy. Okay. Yep. Don't be an annoying jerk. But be There's engaged. A line. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> you can email for updates. Like I said, from talking to one of our top property managers, she said, "I don't mind an email for updates, not a problem." But when they're calling me, it slows me down and in, in actually renting their property because I have to be on the phone with them rather than being on the phone with potential tenants. And so she says, "Email me for updates. Don't call my office all the time. It's actually counterproductive." So I thought right. that was good feedback. So let's go through some tips and tricks then and, and kind of close this thing out. This first tip is one of your favorites, actually. So why don't you take this one? Yeah. So I like to request annual inspections on my properties. And one trick I've done is I've asked the tenant that when the tenant wants to renew their lease, I ask the property manager to meet them on site to what? sign the renewal. What a crazy, cool hack, Heather. I know. And then they usually, they're getting paid for the renewal, right? So it's not like they're not 
benefiting. And then I get eyes on the property, right? Is there yep. a kennel in the corner and we don't have a dog that's supposed to be living in the property or is there an extra mattress on the on the living room floor telling you that there's another family living in the house, right? So really basic stuff. Has and the kid yeah. eaten a hole in the drywall? <laughs> yeah. Has their, has their child eaten a life-size <laughs> hole in the drywall? <laughs> and I'm and I'm and I'm only saying that because <laughs> that literally happened in one of me and my brother's houses. So John, here you know, I know John listens sometimes. So <laughs> John, there you have it. And my brother, uh, it's so funny because we were actually in an inspection when this happened, right? It was, uh, I need to mute myself section, from all the laughter. It was section eight, section eight inspection. And we're going through and the section eight person is writing down that we have this big hole in the wall that we have to repair. And I'm like, well, how did this happen? <laughs> and the lady said that her boy likes chewing on the drywall. And you actually look at the drywall and the drywall has like teeth marks in it. He go literally goes over there and <laughs> chews the drywall. And my brother, my brother John goes, Well, just let us know. We'll buy him. We'll buy him a whole sheet. <laughs> Stop chewing on the wall. It's like a dog treat, a sheet of oh drywall. Oh my what? gosh. Anyway, <laughs> we don't have any of those properties anymore, thank goodness. But but yeah, so you can find out all that really fun stuff before, and maybe you don't want that tenant in there anymore because you want any you don't want your walls to be left yeah. in the place, and you, <laughs> you want them to move out. Oh That's God. right. Another good thing is to raise rents when you can, right? So if you have a, a property that is coming up for renewal, I had this happen just a couple months ago on my property. They said, Heather, we can raise rent because the market will allow for it. But this tenant wants to renew, but doesn't want his rent increased. He won't pay a rent increase or he'll move out. And I said, no brainer, keep the tenant in there. And we're not going to do a rent increase, right? So when you can, so be reasonable about that. Long-term tenants are gold. You do yeah. not want your tenants moving out. When your tenant moves out, you not only have a vacancy, but you have to turn the unit, which means you have to go fix everything in there, potentially paint, clean carpets, mm -hmm. early cleaning fees. So you don't want them moving out. You want them to stay. You want them to be happy and you want them to stay. That's right. right. But if um, you find out that they're leaving, Heather. Yeah, I get mean, an update. It would be good to like structure a plan of attack for this thing so that you hit the ground as soon as they're out of there. Bam, we're, mm -hmm. you know, we're, Within a week, we've got this thing turned, it's on the market, and we're already getting apps on it so that we can get people into the property. You yeah. can't do that if you're not forward thinking, if you're not thinking about, oh my gosh, I, I have a lease coming up. Yeah. Talk to the tenants, see what their plans are. Because if nothing else, you can have a, it scheduled with the property manager for them to go out the day the tenant moves out or the day after the tenant moves out to do their inspection and they can line up all their crews. If they know a little bit ahead of time, they usually can have it all timelined out for you too. I mean, our best property managers, they can turn a unit in like three to five days if we have, if it doesn't need a lot of repairs, right? If everything lines up, but still that it's possible is pretty cool. Yeah. And here's the other thing is if you're checking with a tenant and they say they're moving out and you ask them why, and it's something simple, mm -hmm. maybe you can fix the something simple and they stay. Yeah. Maybe you can help them understand just how much money it's going to cost them to move and yeah. they decide to stay for a little bit longer right? Mm -hmm. There's any number of things, but if you're not proactive and then they leave, well, you can't do any of that stuff. Nothing yeah. that we just said can you do. Yeah. So I mean, what if they said- owner need to make sure you understand what are the dates so that you can check with your management company. Hey, I've got somebody 
you know, 60 days before their renewal, what, what's the plan? Like, have we mm-hmm. talked to them? When do you guys reach out? How does this work? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could have a house that has a partially fenced yard and maybe there's just one section of fence missing and maybe they have young kids and they're like, we need to move to a house that has a fenced yard. And all you have to do is add a few feet of fence. I mean, there's things like that. I just wanted to give an example because sometimes it's really inexpensive to give them what they're looking for and tenants don't even think to ask. The yep. good tenants too. The good, the good tenants aren't the ones that are like, you know, begging the property manager to give them upgrades. So, so. All of these things will help you guys preserve and it also helps to provide fantastic housing. Yeah. You're serving a population that needs the property, right? So everybody's winning. Sweet. That's kind of it for property management. I mean, how to manage your manager, what's your responsibility, like what you should be doing. And Mm -hmm. it's important, guys, you've you've got, if you're going to own property, you need to know all of this stuff and you need to do it. Yeah. Um, It's really, really critical for your success. And the more properties you own, the more important it is. Mm -hmm. Agreed. They're like Um, a partner. They feel like a partner in it, that they're helping you and your real estate business. Send them cookies at Christmas or something. Yeah. Treat them like they're a partner that you're grateful for their help. So we appreciate you guys. If you like the episode, then give us a like, share us with everybody that, you know, we did this one live today. So you guys can easily share it on Facebook. So share it with all your friends. Don't keep us a secret. Getrealestatesuccess.com is the podcast website. Um, Our website for our company, RP Capital, is rpcinvest.com. And how can they get a hold of us, Heather, if anybody wants to reach out? Yeah, email us at invest at rpcinvest.com. So suggestions for episodes, all that. We had a couple of questions that I didn't answer while I was on. Um, I'll try to hit those, but just reach out to us, invest at rpcinvest.com. And we'll, we'll answer your questions. Look forward to talking to you guys. Thank you so much. Until next time, most important thing you can do is get out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.